Welcome to our Streams International Ministry Podcast with Prophet Jared Nusulu, PhD, and Prophetess Gabriella Nusulu. Experience prophetic revelation teachings, personal prophecies, healing, deliverance, breakthrough. You are now listening to a teaching recorded at one of our live church services. So tonight, I'm going to speak for a short time from the book of Ezekiel chapter 37. Ezekiel chapter number 37. We're going to read from verse number 1 to verse number 10. Ezekiel chapter number 37, verses 1 to verse number 10. I hope someone had spoken about the prophetic, introduction to the prophetic. Oh, yes. That we are a bit loud. So you bear with us, we are a bit loud. <laughs> so if you can't beat us, just join us. Be loud too. No, the prophetic is a loud ministry. Because in heaven, it's never quiet. In heaven, it's very noisy. So you better get used. Amen. Yeah, so the prophetic is very loud. So bear with us. All right, do we have the scriptures? All right, one, two, three, go. I want us to read together. One, two, three, go. The hand of the Lord was upon me and carried me out in the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the midst of the valley, which was full of bones, and caused me to pass by them round about. And behold, there were very many in the open valley, and lo, they were very dry. And he said unto me, Son of man, can these bones live? And I answered, O Lord God, thou knowest. Again he said unto me, Prophesy upon these bones, and say unto them, O ye dry bones, hear the word of the Lord. Thus saith the Lord God unto these bones, Behold, I will cause breath to enter into you, and ye shall live. And I will lay sinews upon you, and will bring up flesh upon you, and cover you with skin, and put breath in you, and ye shall live. And ye shall know that I am the Lord. So I prophesied as I was commanded. And as I prophesied, there was a noise. And behold, a shaking. And the bones came together, bone to his bone. And when I beheld, lo, the sinews of the flesh came up upon them. And the skin covered them above, but there was no breath in them. Then said he unto me, prophesy unto the wind. Prophesy, son of man, and say to the wind, thus saith the Lord God, Come from the four winds, O breath, and breathe upon these slain that they may live. So I prophesied as he commanded me, and the breath came into them, and they lived, and stood up upon their feet an exceeding great army. Someone said, Amen. Amen. All right. So tonight I want to speak on um, three most important ingredients for revival. Three most important ingredients for what? For revival. The Bible begins by telling us an experience which a prophet had by the name of Ezekiel. He says, I was carried in the spirit of God and he brought me into a valley of dry bones. And lo, there were very many, and they were very dry. 
every revival begins with God recognizing the need for the revival. Every revival begins with God recognizing the need for revival. Many times people think, people assume, people presume that they are alive. But it takes God to look at the people and tell them the condition of their spirituality. Many times we get caught up with lots of stuff, lots of programs that we do every Sunday, every Friday night, every Wednesday, every Tuesday. So that we can assume that we are okay. We can assume that we are alive. But it takes God to look at a people and determine whether they are alive or they are dry. Because the standard of God is not the standard of men. The standard of God is not the standard of churches. We can be in a congregation, in a church, and feel that things are moving okay. And you feel that there's fire. And you feel that the Holy Ghost is moving. But probably from God's perspective, he may have a different view. That's why when you look at the book of Revelation, chapter 2 and chapter 3, when Jesus is giving an assessment of those seven churches, there is a disjointedness. The churches of things thinks that things are moving. But Jesus says, you have got no idea how bad things are. How evil things are. You think you are alive, yet you are what? Dead. You think you are on fire, yet you are what? You are caught. So in other words, revival begins with God. When God is looking at a people, he is determining factor. Who tells whether the people are living? I don't know whether you're hearing me. Because it's very easy, as I'm saying, to assume and presume and think that everything is fine. But it is God who knows the condition of our spirits. It is God who knows the condition of our prayer. It is God who knows the temperature <laughs> of your spirit. Whether you are hot or you are cold or you are lukewarm. So therefore, every revival begins with God. Someone said begins with God. So we see God looking at a valley of dry bones. He sees the dry bones are dry. They are many and very dry. And then God says, no, 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 no. I don't like the situation. I must do something about it. I must change the situation. These bones must live again. These bones must rise again. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We hear you. I love God because it doesn't matter the state of your life today. Oh, yes. One thing I can assure you is that God is interested in you rising again. Oh, yes. You know, people may bury you. When they see that you are dry, they bury you. When they see that you are dead, they bury you. And they make sure they put concrete on top so that you don't come out. <laughs> we hear you, sir. <laughs> hey! Say never. Never. Hey! Hey! 
And they are finished with you. They are done with you. But you see, with God, he will never give up on you. With God, he would never let go of you. Oh, yes. Irrespective of your situation. Oh, yes. No matter how dry you may become. Oh, yes. Because God is able to start a new thing in your life. Oh, yes. Someone say, I receive it. I receive it. That's what I love with God. It is his absolute power. Where, even if the situation is beyond repair, he is able to go beyond the situation. He is beyond repair and repair it. Oh, yes. <laughs> Are you hearing me? We hear you, Papa. You see, people who say, no, 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 this situation is beyond what? Repair. We are done with it. But the God that we serve, our Jehovah God, he is able to go beyond the beyond repair and repair the situation. So we find God Brings huh, ingredient number two. Someone say prophet. Prophet. One more time say prophet. Prophet. So revival always begins with God. And then number two, the second element of revival is prophet. Someone say prophet. Prophet. Why is a prophet so important when it comes to revival? You see, prophets are not a prophet of people. They are never made by people. They are never employed by people. They are never raised by people. They are always prophets of God. I don't know if you're hearing what I'm saying. We hear you, prophet. They are what? Prophets of God. Ah. When you find a prophet of people, that prophet is functioning in the spirit of Balaam. Preach, prophet. It's a spirit of Balaam. Where people can influence what a prophet says. Where people can control what a prophet says. Where people can direct what a prophet says. Where a prophet can stand and say, no, 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 no. I can see what God is saying, but no, no, I don't want to say what God is saying. I want to say what people want to hear. You know that prophet is functioning the spirit of who? Balaam. Balaam. He's bought by people. He has been captured by people. But a prophet who is really walking in the plan of God, walking in the will of God, he will never go by the whims and the wishes of the people. He will always speak what God says. He will see things the way God sees them. Oh, yes. Are you hearing me? We hear Irrespective you, of the temperature of the people, irrespective of what people think and what people feel, whether people will like him or not, it, it's, it doesn't matter at all. Because the prophet is the prophet of Jehovah God. Are you hearing me? He is a mouthpiece of Jehovah God. He speaks what God says. He sees things the way God sees them. He calls a spade a spade. Someone say yes. Yes. Are you hearing me? We hear you, Papa. The reason why many times there's no revival is because the so-called prophets, they've taken on the temperature of the people. Prophets must never take temperature or their environment. You know, whenever two things meet, 
there's always an exchange of temperature. <laughs> I don't know what you're hearing, man. Water bottles. Your, I'm talking about your water bottles. They might have come in the room here when they were very cold. When they entered the room, there was a battle between the temperature of your bottle and the temperature of the room. Oh, yes. So there's always an exchange of temperatures. Oh, yes. Until you arrive at a place called equilibrium. Equilibrium is where the water temperature or the bottle temperature and the temperature in the room become equal. So many prophets have lost the fire of God because they've taken on the temperature of their churches, the temperature of the world around them. Are you hearing me? They have acclimatized themselves to the temperature of their environment. Jesus. Because a prophet is meant to be a firebrand. A carrier of the fire of God. Someone who changes the environment. Someone who changes the place where they go. Am I talking to somebody right here? You are Say yes. prophet. Yes. A prophet is never meant to take on the temperature of the people. He is there to change the temperature of the people. They must take on his temperature. They must take on his fire. They must take on his prayer. Am I talking to somebody right here? So ingredient number two for revival is a prophet. Someone say prophet. Prophet. Ingredient number three for revival. Is prophecy. Someone say prophecy. Oh yes. Say prophecy. Prophecy. Ah. Are you hearing me? Oh yes, Papa. So ingredient number one is who? God. God. Number two. Prophet. Prophet. Number three. Professor. Prophecy. You see, prophecy is so important. Because prophecy speaks the mind of God. God cannot do anything without his mind and his will first of all being revealed. Almighty, I'm talking about almighty God cannot do anything until and only when his mind and his will has been revealed. You are not hearing me. Are you following me? When the will and the mind of God has been revealed, that's when you see God moving. <laughs> I, I know you are still thinking, uh, <clears throat> what is he talking about? I'm talking about what I'm talking about. What I am saying is, for God to move, his mind and his will must be revealed first. If the mind of God is hidden from a people, things will never shift. If the will of God is hidden from a people, things will never move. It takes the revelation of the will of God and the mind of God to cause a shift in people's lives. You see, revelation opens up a dimension. You can never move to another dimension until you get another revelation. Can I say that again? Oh, yes. You can never move to another dimension until you get another revelation. 
Revelation is like a door which opens up to a new room. You can never move into a new room until you key which opens up the new room. <laughs> you are not hearing me. So prophets are people who speak under inspiration. Prophets are people who speak the mind of God. Prophets are people who speak the will of God. We are not here to preach what God said 3,000 years ago. I am here to tell you what God is speaking to you today. Amen. Are you hearing me? We hear you, prophet. It's very easy for us to preach about what God spoke in the days of Moses. What God spoke in the days of Jeremiah. And we can sing and dance and say, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Hey, hey. But you see, what God spoke 3,000 years, 3, years ago can never change your life. It is what God is speaking to you today. Now as I'm speaking, are you hearing me? We hear because, you. Because, you see, when God wants to change your life, he brings a new revelation in your life. Oh, yes. He brings a word in your life. Are you hearing me, somebody? Oh, yes. Say yes. Yes. He brings a word. He brings a new revelation. When you capture the word, when you capture the revelation, there's a shift that takes place. Hmm. Are you hearing me? We hear you, prophet. Are you hearing me? We hear you well, well, sir. So three important ingredients for revival. Number one, God. God. Number two, Prophet. Prophet. Number three. Prophecy. Prophecy. You can't beat these three things. That's why you find that people, they say, no, we, we, want, we want a revival in our church. So they start you know, praying, 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 praying. Amen, amen. But where there's no prophet, where there's no prophet, where there's no prophecy, Revival can never take place. That's why when you go in the book of 1 Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 2, 1 Samuel chapter 2, there's something that the Bible says there. Are you following me or you are being followed or what? You are following? Are you sure? Okay, no, chapter 3 verse 1. Let's look at chapter 3, verse number 1. First Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. First Samuel chapter 3, verse number 1. If you are there, say, Amen. Amen. What does the Bible say? And the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord, Eli. And the word of the Lord was precious in those days. There was no... There was no open vision. Did you see that? The Bible says in those days. Which days? It's talking about in the days when Eli was the high priest. That the church of that day, of course, we're talking about Israel. They had entered a state of spiritual deterioration. There was no open vision. There was no prophecy. The people had gone astray. They had missed the way of God. Why? Because there was no prophecy. Because there was no prophecy.
prophet. Because Eli, the high priest, had lost his spiritual direction. So that even his own kids, I'm talking about his own children, were messing around with the offerings and the sacrifices of God in the temple until Samuel was born. So the Bible says, and the child Samuel ministered unto the Lord before Eli, and the word of the Lord was precious, was rare in those days. You see, precious or rare means there was no word of God. I know, I know most of us, we think the word of God is what is written on the pages of the Bible. I've got good news and bad news. Amen. <laughs> what's, what's happening to my microphone in Brisbane? Can I have my seat in a microphone? The devil is in trouble. You see, most people assume that the word of God is what they read on the pages of the Bible. The word of God is not a written letter. The word of God is a person. <laughs> In the beginning was the word. And the word was with God. And the word was. So already I've proven to you that the word of God is not written later on the page. The word is a person. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made. In him was life and the life was the light of men. And the light shineth in darkness and darkness comprehended it not. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same was sent by witness of the light that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of the light. That was the true light which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world. Now, watch this. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as men as received him, to them gave he power to become the Sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born, not of blood, nor the will of the flesh, nor the will of man, but of God. And the word was made flesh. And he dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory. The glory as of the only begotten of the Father, full of grace and truth. Are you hearing me? So the word of God is not what has been captured on that page of the book. The word of God is a person. The word of God is a being. The word of God speaks. The word of God moves. The word of God touches people. Are you hearing me? So the reason why people are not seeing the power of God today is because they think the word of God is what is written on the page of the book. No. The word of God is a person. He must be revealed to you. Are you hearing me? The written letter points to the living one. Ah, oh, you're not hearing him. You're not even hearing me. What you read here must point you to the living one. It is the living one who's going to change your story. It is the living one who's going to rewrite your story. It is the living one who speaks to you. Are you hearing me? Ah. 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 Are you hearing me? So that's why when God 
wanted to change the situation of the dry bones. He was there, number one, but he was missing two ingredients. Himself, Jehovah God, as powerful as he was, he was powerless to change the situation. That's a paradox. That's a paradox. As powerful as he was in the valley of dry bones, he could not change the situation. He needed two more ingredients. So he went to look for the second ingredient in a prophet called Ezekiel. The Bible says he carried him in the spirit of the Lord into the valley of dry bones. And he says, son of man, can these bones live again? And the prophet said, no, Lord, you, you know better. You know better. And then the Lord said, okay, son of man, prophesy. Ingredient number three. Said, son of man, what? Prophesy. You, see, you, you need to understand what's happening in the story. God Almighty was already in the valley with the dry bones. He saw the dry bones, but he didn't change the situation. Because as powerful as he was, he was powerless to change it. Mm, you're not hearing me. Many times people think in a religious way. Over God is almighty God. He's going to change the situation. No, no, no. You are wrong. You are wrong. Why did he go look for Ezekiel if he could change the situation? Why didn't he just kick the dry bones and make them to begin to walk? Come on, talk to me. Why didn't he just slap them? A holy slap. Hallelujah. <laughs> he didn't do it. He went to look for who? A prophet. Now, when the prophet was there, God had to induce the third condition, which is what? Prophesy. Say, son of man, prophesy to the dry bones. And then Ezekiel says, I prophesied as I was commanded. And as, as I prophesied, there was a movement, a rattling of the bones. There was a shaking, a quaking, bone coming to its fellow bone. Are you hearing me? Oh, yes. And then, and then, God says, we are not yet done. Prophesy to the wind. Let the wind, the breath enter the bones. And when the breath came in, they rose up on their feet. It was a great amen. So I am here on a mission. I said I am here on a mission. I am here on a mission. Oh yes. By the time I'm leaving on Sunday. Oh yes. There has to be a great army that has risen in Brisbane. I receive. Are you hearing me? Oh yes. One thing that I love with God and the way has used him over the years is raising ordinary people. Make them become extraordinary. And that's the one thing I love with God. He has used me by his grace to raise people who are just ordinary. To become extraordinary. Are you hearing me? That's why I'm challenging you tonight. Stick with me. Let's stay together until Sunday. Because by the time I'm leaving this place on Sunday, there's going to be a great army of God. 
Are you hearing me? And the devil is in trouble. Someone said the devil is in trouble. So, as Ezekiel prophesied, things began to move. As he prophesied, things began to shift. So, what is the prophecy then? What is the prophecy? Because we understand the prophecy as foretelling or foretelling or predicting. Huh? We understand prophecy as what? Foretelling or foretelling or predicting. But I'm here to show you another dimension of prophecy. That prophecy carries the power of causation. <laughs> prophecy carries the power of what? Causation. There is no power in predicting. If tomorrow the sun will rise at the five minutes past six in the morning, and as a prophet, if I say the sun will come out tomorrow at five minutes past six, there's no power in that. It won't change your life. It won't change your story. If I predict the outcome of an election, there's no power in it. Are you hearing me? But if I cause something to shift by the power of prophecy, then there's power in that prophecy. The church, the church has been swimming on the shallow end of prophecy. But the, tower, the hour has come that the sons of God must go into the dimension of causation. Oh, yes. Where you can cause a shift by the word of prophecy. Where you can speak and make things happen. Am I talking to somebody right here? Yes. Someone say yes. Yes. Where nothing was moving, things must begin to move by the power of prophecy. Where nothing was happening, things must begin to happen by the power of prophecy. Someone say yes. <laughs> In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And without him was not anything made that was made. In other words, his word, when his pocket caused things to move, caused things to shift, caused things to happen. Am I talking to somebody out here? Say, my prophet, prophesy. Prophesy. You know, I was somewhere, so I said, can you tell me to prophesy? So people said, prophesy. And then someone said, why should we tell to prophesy? So I said, well, I learned it from God. God also tells the prophet to what? To prophesy. Say, prophesy. Prophesy. <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't start it. 
the man upstairs. He started it himself. What did he say? He said, son of man, prophesy. prophesy. You know, you know, you know there, there are some things in the Bible which are so funny. Imagine God Almighty. He's looking at the dry bones. God Almighty, instead of himself speaking to the bones, he's speaking to this one. Can you talk to the bones? You? Can you tell them what will happen? I, 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 it just makes me laugh. I'm like, oh, no, 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 wait. If you are the almighty God, why can't you tell Ezekiel, watch me how I do it? Hey, bones, rise up and move. No, he says, son of man, prophesy to the bones. Prophesy, son of man, <laughs> son of major one. <laughs> Yes, say never, never, hey, hey, and this is where people miss God, cause in a religion we develop a habit of saying, no, me, I'm a child of God, hallelujah, God has to talk to me, he has to answer my prayer, yeah, 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 that's so true, but probably God will bring you a prophet as an answer to your prayer. Oh yes. Are you hearing me? God will answer your prayer by giving you who? A, a prophet. prophet. And you'll be visiting the pro prophesy. Oh yes. Prophesy. Oh yes. Prophesy. 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 And they're like, ah, me, me, you know, I hate prophets. I don't like prophets, you know. Me and Jesus, just Jesus, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah, Jesus. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, he gave me some to be apostles. And some prophets. Prophets. And some evangelists. And some pastors. And teachers. And everyone seems so convinced that today we can have apostles, it's okay. That today we can have evangelists, it's okay. That today we can have pastors, it's okay. We can have teachers, it's okay. But prophets, hmm. <laughs> and you can tell that the one is speaking that nonsense has come from the pits of hell. Because the devil hates the prophetic. Because it exposes him. And renders him powerless. Are you hearing me? Rise on your feet. Say, oh Lord. Oh Lord. The hour for my change, my change has come. Has In the name of Jesus. Come and make a declaration. Thank you for listening. To keep in touch with our ministry, visit our website at www.streams.org.au and follow us on all social media platforms at streams.international. It is a blessing to share with you all our prophetic revelation teachings and it's our prayer to see you transform into mature sons of God. Share this podcast with your friends and family. Be blessed and until next time, Shalom. Shalom.